0: Welcome to Study Abroad Stories, a podcast by the Queen's College Study Abroad Office. In this podcast, you'll hear study abroad tips and advice, as well as stories of adventure, friendship, and personal growth. Tune in to hear interviews with previous study abroad students, study abroad directors, and more. Ready to step out of your comfort zones and into the beautiful unknown? Make the world your classroom. welcome back to study abroad stories every week you hear from previous study abroad students about how much of an impact their time abroad has had on them this week i wanted to change it up a bit and speak with a licensed clinical social worker about the positive mental effects of studying abroad and also tips for coping with difficult moments abroad that some students may experience the psychology of study abroad if you will so Olivia, could you
1: introduce yourself a bit? Sure, good afternoon. My name is Olivia Tercy and I'm a psychological counselor with the John Z. Calandra Italian American Institute. I work with students in the counseling center at Queens College on a variety of issues, including anxiety, depression, trauma, grief, anything really. I do specialize in working with Italian and Italian-American students and how cultural dynamics inform our behavior and our interpersonal relationships. And when study abroad returns post-COVID, I will be involved with Calandra's study abroad program to Perugia, which is a summer program for Italian language learning.
0: So let's start off the first part of the interview about the positive mental effects of studying abroad. Now, what are the positive effects of studying abroad, generally speaking?
1: Studying abroad is one of those life-changing experiences that often becomes a benchmark in a student's life. The impact of that experience and its benefits are widespread and long-lasting. There are educational and career benefits such as language acquisition, forming international connections, and the prestige that comes with including an international academic program on a resume. And in addition, there are tremendous mental health benefits, which we'll talk about today. Studying abroad can help students develop higher levels of resiliency, greater independence, increased self-esteem, greater self-awareness, and much more. Students can expect that they will experience a shift in perspective in terms of their understanding of the world and its diversity, their place within it, and what it's like to travel through it. Their minds will expand, and while they're learning about their host culture, students will learn about themselves at the same time. Perhaps one of our greatest educational endeavors of our lives is our own self-discovery.
0: Extremely well said. I couldn't agree more with every single thing you said. Thank you. So why is it important for people to step out of their comfort zones, both at home and abroad? What positive mental effects does that have on them and why?
1: It's imperative that we all step out of our comfort zones regularly, even though we don't always want to. Um, It's hard to step out of what we know and into the unknown, but it's in that realm, it's in the unknown, that we are exposed to situations which create opportunities for us to discover what we're capable of, right? To learn more about ourselves. It's here where we can discover new passions and develop newfound parts of ourselves, which is a beautiful process to experience. And this doesn't happen when we don't stretch outside of our bubble. Complacency does not produce new growth risk-taking does. And though it's hard to step outside of what we know, it's through that discomfort that we grow into who we can become.
0: For sure. Now, I always say that I learn more about myself in a week abroad than in one year in New York. Why, why does personal development happen at a more accelerated rate abroad than at home?
1: I love this question, and I couldn't agree more with your statement when we're home we're in our daily routines we go to work we go to school we see our family we see our friends and our attention is constantly divided we're regularly juggling these core aspects of our lives and we're kind of in the state of just going 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 and we kind of run on autopilot sometimes conversely when we're abroad we leave our routine behind And we're able to be more mindful and present in our experience because the normal clutter of our daily lives is gone. And when we clear that mental space, new thoughts come, new curiosities come, new questions and goals come, and we're generally in a more receptive frame of mind to let them resonate. Studying abroad accelerates this process by presenting us with a constant stream of new challenges and new stimuli that we're able to really be present for in a different way than when we're home. Being open and connected to yourself and your environment allows for a tremendous capacity for absorption and thus a tremendous capacity for personal growth.
0: That's such a great explanation. I'd never thought about it like that, but it is true that when you're abroad, you are much more present and you notice things that you don't notice when you're at home cuz you're in that the same routine that you're describing.
1: Absolutely. Yes, we tend to be so much more open and so much more mindful when we're out of our our daily grind.
0: And how does being in a new environment allow people to gain more independence and maturity? I know that I am a completely different person now than before the first time I studied abroad and this was something that shocked my family. From a psychological point of view, why does this happen?
1: There's nothing like being on your own in a foreign country. Um, Every moment is an opportunity for a success story, right? The first time you successfully order food in another language, the first time you successfully navigate public transportation in a foreign country, the first time you struggle through a conversation in someone else's native language, and the first time you don't struggle through a conversation in someone else's language. Each of these victories should be acknowledged because they're all reflections of progress. They're all moments in which you're strengthening your independence by navigating the challenges of a new environment. And the more you realize you can do, the more you try to do. And that's when your independence flourishes. That's when we see these changes that you're describing. Another aspect of being in a new environment that fosters independence is that it provides an opportunity for us to reinvent ourselves. Human beings are dynamic and it's in our nature to continuously evolve. Studying abroad enables us to independently explore and develop our own identities outside of the characteristics previously ascribed to us throughout our lives. Think about transitioning from high school where you probably knew everyone or almost everyone to college where hopefully you knew almost no one and think about how that blank canvas enabled you to freely explore your interests and develop parts of you that may or may not have been part of that high school persona. Think about how exciting that process was. Study Abroad provides yet another platform for us to grow and to freely enhance our identity and develop independently into who we are in that moment without the confines of our prior identities.
0: It's true that you don't know what you can do until you really venture out and push your limits.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, One of the positive things about studying abroad is that a lot of experiential learning takes place. Could you explain what experiential learning is and discuss its benefits, how it's linked to memory, things like that?
1: Sure. Experiential learning is a theory developed by David Kolb, uh, built on the work of several other researchers who studied different learning models. And it states that with experiential learning, we cycle through four different phases, acting, experiencing, reflecting, and thinking. In his words, learning is the process whereby knowledge is created through the transformation of experience. Essentially, we learn by doing. Experiential learning has been found to be a very effective learning style, which leads to greater long-term retention than other forms of learning. And with study abroad, if we look at language acquisition, for example, every day brings opportunities for experiential learning. They are naturally built into the process. Every time a student leaves his or her room, there are endless real-life opportunities to use the language, to practice, to reflect, and to really implement what they've learned in class. All of these interactions, however big or small, facilitate long-lasting learning. So now we're
0: going to pass on to the second part of the interview, talking about coping with difficult moments abroad. So culture shock, homesickness, loneliness, anxiety, reverse culture shock, etc. So there's a W-curve model of culture shock and reverse culture shock, and we're going to discuss that in more detail. But just briefly, it starts off with the honeymoon phase, where you're super excited about being in a new environment. But then after some time, you might experience some culture shock where things start feeling a little different. You start missing home. You get homesick. More time goes by. You get used to it again. You go back to the honeymoon phase. You don't want to leave. But then you have to go home. So you experience reverse culture shock of feeling like abroad was home and now you're back home and it seems different than you thought it was. And eventually you readjust to that and start feeling normal again and are able to look back at your study abroad experience from a more optimistic point of view. Um, So what is culture shock exactly and what tips do you have for adjusting to a new environment? Mm,
1: Culture shock um, is definitely something to talk about because it it can certainly be a big part of someone's experience abroad. Um, Culture shock is a feeling of being overwhelmed frustrated, perhaps even disheartened as one tries to adjust to their host culture and the many ways in which it's different from their own. It's an ongoing process um, to try to understand the unfamiliar and at times struggling to acclimate to it. As you said, culture shock is not a linear process. Um, It can feel like a roller coaster at times as students may cycle through different levels of adaptation throughout their stay. It can be a bit mentally exhausting to navigate another culture and try to adjust to the innumerable differences in things like language, food, mannerisms, landscape, etiquette, and many other aspects of a culture. There's a lot to adapt to and it can be easy to feel lost or out of place in the process. But remember that culture shock is normal and the possibility of experiencing it is to be expected when studying abroad. So, some tips to help manage it. Um, Number one, be prepared for it. Know that despite how much you may have learned about your host culture, there will always be more to learn upon arrival. Become okay with the idea of making mistakes and not knowing how everything works right away. You'll figure it out. The glory isn't in knowing everything right out of the gate. It's in learning how to problem solve, learning how to find the solution. The more you connect with other people and talk about this aspect of the experience the better it will feel culture shock is common and it always helps to realize that you're not alone in that experience and give yourself time to adjust it's okay if you feel like you don't fit in right away it doesn't mean that's how you'll feel by the end of your time there
0: yeah that's so true we've had students who after I don't know, a couple weeks or a month of being abroad, they'll call us and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go home. That doesn't happen often. It's just, (laughs) uh, they'll say, I want to come home. Uh, I don't really want to be here anymore. And we tell them, don't worry, this is going to pass. This is just a phase. And at first they don't believe us. More times goes by, they come back to New York after when they're supposed to, not early. (laughs) And we ask them about their experience. And they say that they didn't want to leave by the end. That at first they had experienced some difficulties, but eventually they made new friends. They had, they went on adventures and they experienced such different things that when they were home, that they wanted to stay in the bliss of studying abroad. They didn't want to come back home. Um, (laughs) And they come back with this study abroad glow. I love that. That's what I love. That's why I love talking to students when they come back from studying abroad. They have this glow about them. They've gone through so much personal development, and you feel the 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 amount of personal development that they've gone through. It really just you feel that energy from them. Um, One thing that I did when I was studying abroad is I actually made a list of the things that caused culture shock. So, for example. One of the first things that was odd for me when I studied in Paris was that you had to pay for plastic bags. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That's a small thing. Um, I can't really remember other things off the spot. But if you make this huge list of things, by the end of your stay, the things that were weird to you will no longer be weird to you. They'll just be normal. So it's good to make a list as it's happening to you because you might not remember them later on.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that idea very much. The list gives you this visual representation of all the things that you've already adapted to. And it's nice to see that there are so many that will become normal, because as the trip goes on, you'll discover new things that you're adding onto to that list, right? But you'll, you'll be adding them with the awareness that, okay, I've already adapted to all these things at the top of the list that I've already forgotten about, you know, that were different at first.
0: And by the way, not everyone does go through huge culture shock. Some people are in the honeymoon phase the whole time they're there. (laughs) (laughs) On my semester abroad, I was basically in the honeymoon phase the whole time. Um, But you might experience it. And as Olivia said, it's normal and it's totally fine. Um, So when students feel homesick, they might just feel like browsing social media all day and staying in their beds doing nothing, feeling jealous of their friends at home, which is always interesting because... They'll look at Instagram or whatever and be jealous of their friends and their friends will look at their Instagram and be jealous of them because they're abroad. <laughs> um, so what tips do you have for coping with homesickness and for days where students may feel a little low? What can help them to improve their mood?
1: Sure. Yes. I mean, social media is dangerous in any capacity. And anytime we're able to limit our social media exposure, it's usually beneficial to us. Um, and, you know, with regard to feeling homesick, that can be a natural response that some people may feel when studying abroad, and, you know, they might feel it at the beginning or in the middle or, you know, towards the end of their trip. It can be hard to be away from people that we love and we're used to seeing all the time. But something that we've all learned throughout the course of this pandemic is how to stay connected with each other when we can't be together. We've learned the latest video conferencing technology and the multiple platforms to stay in touch. So, the students who will be traveling abroad post pandemic will have the advantage of having this skill set already developed. And when speaking to friends and family at home, I encourage students to share details and aspects of their experience abroad. Doing so incorporates friends and family into the experience, it connects them to it, even if they're across an ocean. Similarly, bringing some comforts from home can also help to provide another connection. Bring a few items that are familiar or part of your regular life at home with you so that they're they're present, you're seeing them in your day-to-day experience. And it's important to acknowledge that it can take some time to adjust and to feel comfortable in a new environment. Students should give themselves time to get used to their surroundings and to try every day to connect with someone or something or someplace that is part of their experience abroad. In doing so, they'll start to establish their presence and thus their comfort level in their host country.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: Um,
0: I, there was one student whose roommate would stay at home in the dorm the whole time. So she had to start getting her to go do things with her. But usually people regret it when they spend too much time in their dorm room and they don't realize that at the moment. They don't realize it until they've gone back home you spend all this money to go to a different country and experience new things. If you end up staying in your room the whole time, you could have just stayed in your room in New York or wherever you live, you know?
1: Right. Yes. It's, it's such an opportunity and you want to be able to take advantage of it and you want to do the things that will help you, you know, ease into that transition so that you can really utilize and enjoy your time there because it's, it's special time, right? So we, we don't want to waste it.
0: Um, What tips do you have for students who feel lonely abroad? How can they cope with loneliness and make new friends abroad?
1: It's understandable that at times loneliness may be part of a student's experience abroad. You're in a new place with new people and it, it can take some getting used to. So the key to combating this is to get involved. If your program offers social events or excursions, sign up for them. Even if you don't know anyone else who's going, And even if you're not particularly interested in the event itself, just go. You'll meet other students who are likely just as eager to make a new friend as you are. If you're staying in an apartment with roommates, befriend those roommates. Even if you don't all speak the same language fluently, it doesn't matter. Friendship is universal and it doesn't require articulate expression in order to flourish. It's better when that's there, but it still works um, when that's not possible. If you're staying with a host family, spend time with the family, get to know them personally. All of these people provide opportunities for social connection, however big or small. And the more students develop them and develop these relationships, the more socially enriched their experience abroad becomes.
0: I love those tips, especially what you said about going to events, even if you're not interested in them. (laughs) It makes me think of one time where Um, I was studying abroad in Paris for a semester and there was this international potluck or something and I Uh was interested in it but it was later on in the evening not so late but you know it was in the evening and I was feeling kind of lazy and I was like "Uh, I don't know if I really want to go and in the end (laughs) I pushed myself and I said no I'm just gonna go check it out see how it is and I ended up having an amazing time and making a Spanish friend that I hung out with a lot throughout the semester and then we even met up at different points like after the semester when I went back to Europe. I went to her town in Spain then she was supposed to come to New York but I was in Italy at that time so we couldn't meet up but we were able to see each other abroad two or three more times after my semester in Paris. Um, So really just participating in events, Even if you're kind of feeling lazy, you won't regret it afterwards.
1: Yes, I think that's great advice. And what a beautiful story of how this friendship that has endured over time developed simply because you went to this potluck event that you weren't all that enthused about going to initially. But what a great decision you made to go and put yourself out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we always suggest that students try going to events and joining student clubs early on in their experience, like within the first month. Because if you wait too long and you're in the middle of your experience, you're gonna think, ah, it's too late now. So really, you're gonna have an orientation. Make friends at your orientation. There are student clubs in most, if not all of the um, programs that we offer. So take advantage of those. And I'm talking about long-term. For short-term programs, there might not be student clubs, but there are definitely events that you can participate in so take advantage of everything that's offered to you um so some people experience self-doubt or not feeling good enough when trying to meet new friends or practice a language and that's just in general that could be at home abroad anywhere really what tips do you have for eliminating negative thinking and for fostering self-love in di-
1: difficult situations anytime we're trying something new Um, or working on something we'd like to improve, we can face self-doubt and it's okay that it's there but it's important that we don't let it take over. If it does, it can impact the choices we make, it can impede our behavior and then that self-doubt actually becomes the cause of our lack of progress, not a lack of our own capabilities. Very often the hardest part of overcoming self-doubt is getting started taking that first step to talk with a classmate or to try to speak to someone in another language. But doing these things that can feel scary and intimidating are actually the way to build our confidence. The more we speak in a language that we're learning, even when it's slow and full of mistakes, the more we progress in learning that language. The more you speak to people casually in class, the greater the likelihood that one or two of them will turn into friends that you'll spend time with outside of class. So I would say push yourself to take small risks because that's where the payoff is. Try to allow yourself the freedom to learn as you go and to make mistakes along the way. It's all part of the process. Just be yourself and let your character shine through. People will respond more positively to that than to anything else.
0: Amazing advice, especially regarding language learning, because a lot of people are very scared to make mistakes when they're speaking or learning a language. But the truth is that in order to improve your language skills, you do have to make mistakes. And I teach French, and um, I usually invite native French speakers to my class. And what I see is that people who maybe have hundreds on all of their tests aren't the ones that are doing most of the speaking. It'll be the students who get maybe 80s, 85s, because they're not as scared to make mistakes. Um, Whereas the people who get really high grades are more focused on being perfect with everything they say. They don't actually, they're scared to express themselves because they don't want to make mistakes.
1: Yeah, that's difficult, right? It can be very intimidating um, to speak to someone when we want to be able to speak the way we can speak in English, where we have, you know, this vocabulary, we can really find the words to say what we're trying to say. And we're not necessarily thinking about what tense we're using or our agreement and things like that. But I, you know, the only way to learn and to get there and to achieve that level of fluency is to just keep doing it and doing it and doing it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And just in general, in general situations as well, people think that successful people are courageous. They don't realize that successful people feel the fear and do it anyway. They push past that fear. That's why they're successful, not because they're never scared.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: So, certain students may experience anxiety abroad. Not everyone, but some may experience anxiety. How can they recognize their triggers and what methods do you have for helping them to calm down in the moment?
1: For students who are prone to anxiety, studying abroad will certainly present opportunities for that anxiety to be heightened. However, that doesn't mean that it can't be managed. It just means that it's something to be prepared for. I encourage students to observe their anxiety and to try to identify when is it that you tend to feel it. What parts of your body do you feel it in and how? Learning how you experience anxiety will be helpful in trying to manage it. There are many coping skills that students can utilize to reduce anxiety symptoms. Things like breathing exercises, meditation, guided visualization, mindfulness practices, progressive muscle relaxation. These are all things that can help to reduce anxiety. And there are so many apps available now that students can use to help guide them through these practices. So some examples of apps that students can try are uh, one called Calm, Um, Headspace and the mindfulness app but there are so many now that I you know would suggest trying a few different ones until you find one that you really connect with but I encourage students also to explore these options prior to their study abroad departure so that they can learn what works for them and have the peace of mind of knowing that they're well equipped to manage their anxiety should it surface while they are abroad
0: yeah um, I love what you said about trying to figure that out before you go abroad, because there are some people who think that once they go abroad, everything will be different. Meaning, if they usually procrastinate on work, they're not going to be procrastinators any anymore. They're going to be this completely different person. Or if they usually feel depressed, all of a sudden their depression is going to go away. Or if they're usually anxious, they're not going to feel anxious abroad. Um, so it's important to be realistic about your expectations for yourself, and not to have too high expectations about what the experience will be because while of course it'll be a very meaningful experience you do have to be realistic um, about what you expect for yourself as well and it's better to have low expectations because then everything will exceed your expectations if you have low expectations
1: yes yes and i think you bring up a very important point that we're still the same people when we go over there right we have these opportunities to reinvent ourselves and to grow but we're still the same person who is you know, beginning that trip, and there are certain aspects of ourselves, like our tendency to experience anxiety, for example, or depression that you will know, we'll, we'll follow along with us on that, on that adventure. So you just wanna be prepared, learning how to manage it, and that will help you during the program, but also just later on, you know, it will help you in your life to learn how to manage these things.
0: Yeah, and what's the importance of having a routine abroad?
1: Having a routine is important for our general health and wellness, overall, under normal circumstances. It's particularly important when studying abroad because it helps to create a framework around which we will build our days. This can help to reduce anxiety, increase productivity, and help with overall time management. Every hour of the day doesn't need to be planned out, but some loose structure with regard to eating, sleeping, studying, and ideally exercising can be very helpful for both the mind and the body. When our bodies are well taken care of, our minds are in an optimal position for functionality. Routines can also help us get comfortable in our environments as they eliminate some of the uncertainty of our days. This can help to make what starts out as a strange place start to feel more predictable and comfortable and eventually more like home.
0: Amazing, it's great advice for home as well. Because although we do have a routine, sometimes not everybody sticks to their routine as much as they could.
1: <laughs> yes, and that's a key point too, finding a routine that works for you. You know, it will be different person to person.
0: Many people don't realize that the reverse culture shock that some may experience upon returning home is just as real as the culture shock that some students feel while studying abroad. Can you explain what reverse culture shock is and give students advice for overcoming
1: it? Yes, Uh, reverse culture shock is when a person experiences emotional distress and resistance as they try to adjust being back in their home country. After making an effort to adapt and acclimate to their host country, students may discover that they need to also make an effort to adapt when they return home. Being away for a longer period of time and coming from a host culture that is drastically different from American culture can cause this to be more pronounced, but everyone's experience is different. It can help to find ways to keep the host culture present in your life as you reintegrate into your home country. And there are many ways to do this, but could include eating the foods of the host culture, watching TV shows or movies from the host country, and certainly keeping in contact with the friends that you met there. Also expanding your social circles here to include other students who have studied abroad may help too, as they're likely to understand the magnitude of the experience of being abroad and also the experience of then returning home afterwards. Connecting with people who have had their own experience abroad can be really helpful in terms of processing your own.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. I remember when I came back from studying abroad, I talked about my experience nonstop. And at first, of course, your family members and friends want to hear about that. But at a certain point, they get tired of it. So it did help me to talk to other people who had studied abroad and people who studied abroad with me because we could relive everything together um, rather than talking about the same thing over and over again with family and friends who didn't (laughs) experience what I experienced.
1: Yes. Absolutely. That's the beauty of connecting with other people that that just understand it on the same level as you do and have that that appreciation and that passion for it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And how can students learn to focus on all the new possibilities that await them after their time abroad rather than focusing all of their attention on missing the life that they used to have?
1: It can be so hard not to focus on missing that experience. It becomes such a big part of who you are. But I think that's part of what helps the transition actually. Reflecting on the experience and discovering all of the ways that you changed and grew is a way to keep the experience alive within you. Every time you do something differently here than you would have done before, you're seeing that the transformative nature of studying abroad is still present. You start to see how it has changed you and how the lessons learned there and how the cultural habits acquired there now seep into your life in your home country. And you realize that your study abroad experience continues to shape you even after it has ended. So even though you've left your host country, its imprint hasn't left you. Part of the beauty after studying abroad is to see how this adventure informs the decisions you make for your future and what opportunities you now pursue. So remember that the program will end, but its influence will not. And of course, the most helpful thing to do is to plan your next study abroad program.
0: Of course, that's so well said. That's an experience that you'll carry with you forever, and it will definitely impact all of the decisions that you make afterwards. We always recommend that students journal when they're abroad or make like vlogs for themselves because you don't realize how much you forget until later on. And you might read a journal entry and say, oh yeah, I had totally forgotten that that happened. That's happened to me a number of times. You don't completely forget, you need something to jog your memory. So definitely take time every day or even every week to just write down the most important things that have happened to you abroad, how you were feeling because feelings are fleeting. You might feel one way now and another way five minutes later. So remember to write down your feelings so you remember how that experience impacted you and things that impacted you that day or that week, things that were different, culture shock, amazing things that happened to you that you never want to forget that you think you will never forget, but maybe you won't remember all the details about it Um, or make videos. I used to record videos every single day (laughs) when I was abroad, just for me, they're nowhere else. (laughs) <laughs> um, and it's really amazing to look back at those videos and to I relive love that. everything yeah and also yes. record things as they're happening because um, I had videos where I was talking to the camera but I also have videos where I was just recording my friends as we were hanging out um, they weren't acting or anything I was really capturing the moment so that's my way of going back in time re-watching those videos
1: I love that. What a beautiful um, memory to have. What a way to encapsulate the experience. And you're right. There are things that we forget that are so great that we don't ever want to forget. So journaling and these videos, I think, are, are fantastic ideas to make sure that we're able to hold on to the high number of great memories that we're going to have.
0: Yeah, for sure. Students always regret not journaling or not capturing their experience in some way. So please be sure to do it at some capacity. So we've come to the end of the interview now. Um, Thank you so much for your time, Olivia. Um, But I just wanted to ask, what general advice do you have for students who are about to embark on this journey?
1: My best piece of advice is to do it. Um, It's an incredible experience to have, and it will likely be something that you will think about and talk about for many years to come. Studying abroad will challenge you and change you in wonderful ways. It will be a catalyst for immense personal development, and it will leave you with exciting, beautiful memories and possibly some lifelong friends. So if I can be helpful in any way, please come talk to me. I'd be happy to help students sort through their feelings and their thoughts on whether or not to study abroad and all that comes with it. But I strongly encourage all students to consider and take advantage of this incredible opportunity you have before you. Thank
0: you so much, Olivia. This concludes our episode. For more information, please visit our website, qc.cuny.edu study
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. To see our students' beautiful travel
0: pictures, follow us on Instagram, at QCTravels. Like our podcast? Consider leaving us a rating. Visit our website qc.cuny.edu/studyabroad to find out more about our
1: programs.